1: so we're speaking that into
0: existence okay hi everybody welcome back to another episode of weekly couture this is Erin and I have Haley with me here today as our guest so we're gonna talk a little bit about the application process and everything with Haley but first let's get to know her a little bit So Haley, tell the people, where are you from? Where are you now? What school do you go to? Hi. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought you were going to ask me some like awkward icebreaker. Um, Oh my God. No,
0: Um, I don't do that.
1: (laughs) um, I don't have a fun fact. Uh, So I am, I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I'm currently in New York City studying at NYU Law. I am graduating this year, so I'm on my last semester, which is exciting, terrifying. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. I don't know if I'm, like, extremely happy or very sad or scared, probably all of the above, Um, but, but yeah, so that's where I am currently. Um, I am going to a big law firm after graduation, Mm -hmm. and after I do the bar and all of that nonsense, And yeah, that's about it as far as general stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple specific questions. Did you take any gap years before law school? I'm always curious to hear that. Yeah. So
1: I, so my journey to law school is a, a long and winding one, I guess to put it nicely. (laughs) So I started out as an art major. um, And I was studying photography and so I went to school for that for like two and a half years. And then I was very impulsive. <laughs> um, I've I've grown up a little bit, but I was very impulsive. I was like, I love art, but I want something more quantitative. And I decided mm-hmm. to move back home to St. Louis and mm-hmm. study biology. Okay. So I was pre-med in biology and I finished that degree and I moved back to New York City and was working in medicine. I worked as um, at Mount Sinai Hospital, mm-hmm. uh, doing sleep medicine research, which was amazing. Yeah, but that's so interesting. I, yeah, and let me know if the um, sirens are too loud. Um, oh, they're fine. New York City, baby. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, yes, yeah, so I worked in sleep medicine. I took three gap years because. I, every time I sat down to study for the MCAT, I had a mental breakdown and I don't use that lightly. Like I just, I had a panic attack every single time I sat down. So that was kind of a red flag. Maybe this is not the best Mm -hmm. choice for me because even though med school's obviously not the MCAT, Mm -hmm. the amount of time that you have to put in to do well would not, was not voting well for my mental health. So I just kind of like laid off on that for a little while. And then I was looking for something that I could do research in and like an academic setting and work with people Mm -hmm. and sort of as an advocate in a very abstract, in a very abstract way. Mm -hmm. Um, And my friend was studying for the LSAT and I just randomly like picked up the LSAT and looked at it and I was like, Hey, this is kind of fun. I I don't know uh, what I was thinking, but I started studying for that and I was like, hey, this is this is a set of skills that I didn't really get to use as a mm-hmm. like, pre-med major yeah. stuff. I really enjoy doing like reading and writing and research um, and something that my background so far, I have a lot of applicable skills. Mm-hmm. So I took the LSAT and went to law school. So a very long answer to your question. I took three gap years, but because I was back and forth, I was actually in undergrad for, so I graduated high school in 2010. Okay. And then I entered law school in 2019. So I was in okay. undergrad for like six ish years and then I took three gap years.
0: Okay. So what age were you when you entered law school then? Oh. It would be three years 20. ago, two years ago, two and a half years uh, ago. 27.
1: <laughs> I was 27 when I started. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was 27 when I started, and I like I I know I I always get a lot of questions about whether or not. um, Sorry, it's my cat lighting himself on fire. No. Oh my goodness. Um, That's this is Brooks. He hello Brooks. Your pain. Um, Everyone always asks me if they should take gap years, and I that's like a very personal question, obviously, but I'm very glad that I was older going into law school because. I personally, when I was 22, 23, Mm -hmm. I was not a great person and I just like didn't have my, myself together enough to just imagine being in law school um, with who I was at that age. So I'm very glad that I took a while to figure it out. Um, Yeah. Yeah. My (laughs) kind of
0: little story. That totally makes sense. I, I took one gap year and I always advocate for people to at least take one gap year whether it's for you to just have like time off to kind of give your brain a break from school, or if you're like deciding in between, do I want to do it? Do I not give yourself more time to think or even just so, so you're not working on applications while you're still in undergrad, when you need to be focusing on your grades, it's so get into good schools. Yeah. Yeah. So we are big advocates for taking gap years on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, um, So, oh, I was going to ask what made you want to go to law school, but you kind of said it. You were like, you wanted something that used kind of a different skill set than you'd used before. And I'm curious then, you said you're doing big law, but what area of law exactly are you doing in big law? So the firm I'm
1: going to, they are very much a generalist firm. So they really like all of their lawyers to, I mean- Eventually you kind of finding a, you find your own little area that you you pretty much, but Mm -hmm. they do encourage all of the lawyers to take on assignments of various different um, areas.
0: Oh, that's actually really nice.
1: Yeah, I really, really, and in their, you know, thinking behind that is that just makes for a better lawyer. Like you're a specialist in some area, but being able to be a generalist and Mm -hmm. it it can be really useful sometimes, especially when the client brings all of their business to you and they have you know, a, a patent case and then that inevitably turns into, like, antitrust or yeah. trade secrets and it just, mm-hmm. it kind of all connects. Um Yeah. So, that's something I'm really excited about, but I will probably do a lot of IP stuff, intellectual okay. property, mm-hmm. and then um, I do, like, securities litigation. Mm-hmm. So, so, we'll kind of see. I'm just gonna go, you know, like, try a bunch of different projects because, yeah. I think I just don't know enough to definitively say I want to work in a specific yeah. area. But last summer, I did a lot of um, patent law work and I okay. really enjoyed it.
0: Okay, yeah. no, I love that. I haven't heard of any firms that do that where you kind of get to jump around and do everything. So when we're done recording this, I'm going to ask you what firm it is. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, that's no, really that. interesting. I'm big, it was,
1: yeah, it was one of the deciding factors. It was just like, yeah. I didn't want to be pigeonholed into something especially because I have a science background and patent law or you know IP law tends to get like it they want it to be very a very specific type of lawyer with a very specific background Mm -hmm. um and that's good but I didn't want to just
0: be that yeah no that makes sense and did you intern at the same firm last year that you now are working at after this I love that we love that going into our last year with an offer (laughs)
1: Yeah, big law is exactly. I mean, I guess for people listening, the you get interviewed your two L year, mm-hmm. you get a job that summer after your two L and then at mm-hmm. the end of the summer, as long as you don't F it up royally,
0: yeah, they will give you a
1: <laughs> offer to return after graduation. So it's it's such a nice sense of security. Um, yeah. yeah, that's been great. So I I it's it's great to plan more than like three months in advance.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, we love that because then you just kind of know what's coming. And you can focus on your classes without having to also job search and prepare for the bar. Yeah,
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. we Love it. Okay. I feel like that's the basics of you. So we can get into the main topic now. So as I said, we're going to be talking about the application process. We're going to kind of go through it, everyone, in order of how it goes. So we're going to start with talking about like um, how to plan for applying and kind of the timeline. That's good to follow. There's like Obviously, it can move around a bit, but, like, a general timeline. So um, I'm curious what your timeline was, Haley, in terms of, like, studying for the LSAT, applying, versus when you went to law school. And if you thought that was good or if you would change it now, looking back.
1: I think just generally, like, to back up a little bit from that, I always tell people, like, I get questions. I've gotten questions from, like, high schoolers about Mm -hmm. how they can prepare for law school. And that is just wild to me because one, I get the, I get the, like, it's just evident of like all the pressure and competitiveness, but I just want everyone to know that do not worry about law school until you're like a junior in, in college really. Mm -hmm. Um, and also study whatever you want, any major, literally any major do well in it. Like, research and write build those yeah. skills but do what you love because one you will get better grades and two you will not be miserable mm-hmm. um so if you're in high school <laughs> do not worry about law school yet watch yeah. like watch a legal drama on TV and
0: like that's mm-hmm. the extent of it yeah um, don't major in pre-law you don't have to major in pre-law
1: it's i like, mean the the only thing that that helped was the very first like maybe two weeks of school the people mm-hmm. who had pre-law or maybe a little bit ahead like they're like oh yeah. I know what Uh, appellant is.
0: Yeah. But then
1: after three weeks, no one has any idea what's going on. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's it's not worth it being miserable for like four years. If you think you'd have more fun majoring in something else.
1: Yeah. Like I studied art and
0: art and biology. Yeah. But
1: it's applicable every, like it's, there's so many transferable skills. Anyway, that's my little spiel about being pre-law um, mm-hmm. I think people just put too much pressure on themselves to know so far in advance like what they're going to be doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, so I guess I was thinking about this today in preparation for this. So I took the LSAT, um, twice. So okay. obviously, so the application is the LSAT application materials mm-hmm. and, um,
0: Personal in like your state. undergrad yeah. transcripts. Yeah, oh, yeah personal yeah.
1: statement. Yeah, I guess that's all roped into- um, Yeah, the materials. All of the application materials. Mm-hmm. But so I guess I would say, okay, so I'm trying to visualize. So September <laughs> is usually when, I got, work backwards. September is usually when applications open. Mm-hmm. And I personally took about like five to six months of intense studying- for the LSAT and I took it twice. So I took it in um July and then again in November, I believe. Um so yeah, I probably had like four or five months of studying before the LSAT mm-hmm. and I kind of broke that down. I, I've made videos on my TikTok about this. <laughs> um that You know, it's good to start out really generally taking a diagnostic, just going Mm -hmm. in cold and seeing what you need to work on. And it's going to be ugly, I guarantee it, because Mm -hmm. it's the LSAT. Um, And then you kind of just, like, that's your floor. And then you start with untimed practice questions. And Mm -hmm. then you move in, you know, just, like, slowly progress into, like, full-length practice exams, Mm -hmm. completely simulated. and, And then you take the LSAT. And you survive inevitably because you survive. You will. Because
0: um, it's an exam. <laughs> and
1: then uh, I do recommend that once the application's open, to apply as early as possible because so many of them, I mean, I think, I don't think there is one that is not rolling admissions. Yeah. So the sooner you apply, the less competitive it is, I suppose, like mm-hmm. just because yeah. it, the, there's a lot more open seats.
0: Yeah. Um, and more um, more scholarship money too. So if you know you need like scholarships the sooner you apply, the more money there is left to give out to you. (laughs)
1: Yes. There's the, the resources are more plenty in the, in the beginning. (laughs) So, um, that being said, I didn't, I didn't apply until December because I had taken the November LSAT. Mm -hmm. So I had kind of prepared all of my application materials. And then once my score finally (laughs) came (laughs) out, I I sent it up. Um, Mm -hmm. but as far as other application materials go, um, I guess, I don't know, should I like run through kind of what they are and what I recommend?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. We could run through like uh, personal statements and then my brain's like going blank. We'll start with personal statements, I guess. (laughs) Okay, okay. So I actually was
1: just working with uh, an undergrad and I was helping her proofread her personal statement for an application, Mm -hmm. um, which one was really exciting. Um, And she just submitted yesterday, I think. So very exciting. And I think the biggest thing is to tell a story. And I think this is Mm -hmm. applicable to interviewing as well is instead of saying, you know, I'm good at X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. you tell a story that demonstrates that you are good at X, Y, and Z. Um, You know, if you want to write your personal statement about why you want to be a lawyer, like talk about the experience that brought you there. Was it like a Mm -hmm. specific instance was it a book that you read or a movie that you saw or someone you met Mm -hmm. and like tell a compelling story because you you can communicate yourself indirectly through a story rather than just like beating someone over the head with adjectives Mm -hmm. and um and just like really explicit statements about Mm -hmm. yourself yeah um and I always recommend like making it personal like obviously not not too personal like (laughs) within reason but something that's like close to your heart because your writing is going to be better uh, Mm -hmm. because of that and so for example I wrote about experiences volunteering and my own personal experiences yeah and working with sexual assault survivors and domestic Mm -hmm. violence victims so, and that's kind of what led me partially also to wanting to be a lawyer because mm-hmm. I wanted to work with people and like ha- be able to have some impact yeah. wherever that may be, even if it's like further down the line in my career. Yeah. Um. And then write it once and forget about it and then come back and edit it again and then have someone else look it over and mm-hmm. just keep it like as concise as possible. I mean, the rest is mm-hmm. just like writing skills. So yeah. I would so it really does have, have
0: to be. I think it has to be pretty short, right? I think it's like two pages. Yeah, it's about... like two to
1: three pages usually, yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which is not a lot of space because you need to double space. Yeah. Um, that's really yeah. nothing. It's It's gone before yeah. you know it. Mm-hmm. So proofread it again and again and keep it short and mm-hmm. um, no passive voice. <laughs> that's like yeah. the number one <laughs> snafu. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that's generally a personal statement. I think just like make it personal and make it a story mm-hmm. and and you know communicate something about yourself that isn't on your resume um yeah or your transcript because that that's all like quantifiable stuff the Mm -hmm. personal statement is is more of the the soft stuff things that you can't get um, just from a resume
0: yeah no totally agree my personal statement was also about like a volunteer experience I did Um, I worked with elementary schoolers when I was going to undergrad in San Diego. I worked in their elementary school and it was like a low income community. Mm -hmm. So I talked about like the impact that I had on them and how I got Mm -hmm. to plan them like a field trip to my school and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think not only does making it like a personal story make it more enjoyable for you to write and so come out better. It also makes you more memorable when they're reading it. If you don't have like a generic personal statement, like if you have a story that no one else can tell you're yeah. more likely to stand out yeah. when they're reading all of them. And don't
1: ever, don't ever, ever write that you want to help people. Don't ever do it <laughs> because everyone wants to, like, it's just, it's the number one cliche. And that's for like, when I was pre-med too, that's everyone's like, I want to help people. If yeah. you didn't help people, you shouldn't be a lawyer. I mean, there's people mm-hmm. who don't actually believe that, but like, yeah, don't say that because it's obvious or it should be. So
0: I definitely wrote that sentence in mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean,
1: and it, we all do it. I think I probably wrote it. Yeah. But it's just like, it's one of those things that like, when you're writing it, it's true because you do yeah. want to help people. It's not a to. false statement, but it's just one of those things that- It's like a what waste of
0: a sentence almost. Yeah. What does it yeah. tell
1: about you? It doesn't communicate anything original about you. Like you yeah. were just saying, what's unique? Like, yes, you want to help people, but
0: show mm-hmm. that, like show, show rather uh, yeah. than help. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. It's yeah. a good tip. Yeah. <laughs> okay so let's see there's the personal statement and then um some law schools you have to write like I would say like the why I want to go to your law school thing Mm -hmm. what would you say for tips for that I never knew which way to go with that um I'm not sure that I had to so I
1: incorporated that Mm -hmm. none of the schools I applied to had that as a separate requirement oh okay but so so, but either way you should address that in your personal statement or if it's a separate statement and I think it just comes down to, like, actually ask yourself why. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes you need to sugarcoat it. Like, if you want to go to Yale, because it's number one, <laughs> because of, I mean, there's there's some real valid, like, validity to wanting to go to a school. Like, you say I'm from Yale, and doors just yeah. open for you. Yeah. Like, there, there's there's little work you have to do. Um, yeah. Extra. I mean, not that, whatever. But, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's something to be said, like, being at one of the most prestigious schools, but instead of saying, like, I want to have that like prestigious name on my resume. So like, I want to be at a school that is top notch and prestigious and has all of these resources for me because of its excellence. So Mm -hmm. kind of find what you do like about the school. Mm -hmm. um, And oftentimes it'll seem generic and then kind of spin it in a way that is unique to the school. So like for NYU, you know, highly ranked, a lot of great public interest stuff and good corporate Mm -hmm. law. Um, But that's still pretty generic. There's a lot of law schools that fit into that bucket. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like NYU is very prestigious. It's in in New York City, which is something it makes really unique. And then Mm -hmm. maybe find a a professor or a course or a clinic that you Mm -hmm. really like at the school that find things that are specific Mm -hmm. to that school that you can't really find anywhere else or Mm -hmm. that is a rarity and not super common because every school is, I mean, most schools are good. Most schools are great law schools and they have mm-hmm. good clinic options and they have good professors, but you want to find those, those things that make that school stand out. And then mm-hmm. it also lets the, the admissions um council group, whatever uh, it also lets them know that you aren't just doing it on a whim and that you took more than five minutes to research something. Yeah, so I look when you apply true. for a job and they're like, like your cover letter, they can tell when it's copy paste. So mm-hmm. find something unique that shows that you actually wrote this personal statement for that school. And then mm-hmm. you can even tailor your personal statement to that school, but like that's mm-hmm. that's less necessary. But yeah. yeah, that's my general advice for that.
0: No, that makes sense. I actually hadn't thought of that when I was doing my applications. Like I I obviously turned out, okay, I got into lots of schools, but that's like a really good tip. Like to think of like mentioning a specific clinic or a course or a professor, because that does show that you put in the effort. I love that tip. That's a great (laughs) one. I haven't heard that yet from anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like,
1: you are in a way, like it's sort of like applying for, I don't know, like you imagine you go to Mm -hmm. a friend And you're like, I like, you know, I really love you in my life because you're nice. Like, okay, that's so vague. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't feel real. So if you say, Mm -hmm. I think you are nice because you do acts of service, X, Y, Z, then it like Mm -hmm. actually feels like a real, something that actually has meaning behind it. So, so that's kind of how I would, again, like you're telling a story in a way
0: hmm Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And then um, I feel like the other big thing that a lot of schools have now is the diversity statement. Mm-hmm. Um. So some of them require it, but others are optional. What would your recommendation be upon that for people? Like if it's optional, should they write it? What should they write it about if they don't, if, like if it's required, but they're not sure mm-hmm. what to write about? Like where to yeah. even start with that kind of, because a lot of people yeah. get tripped up.
1: Yeah, I think that it's it's tricky because there's diversity in the sense of like, you know, statistically who is underrepresented yeah. in, in law school and in the legal profession, mm-hmm. you know, women, anyone but white people, um, <laughs> it just all of the, you know, like disabled people, mm-hmm. queer people, things like that. Yeah. Those are more like very easily quantifiable yeah. um, underrepresented groups. But then there's also diversity pretty much in everyone. And that Mm -hmm. we all bring some sort of unique perspective to the table. I think it's important to balance that everyone has some diversity to bring to the table, but you have to be careful that it doesn't cross over into you saying that your diversity makes you part of these other groups that are actually like institutionally Mm -hmm. oppressed. But that being said, I think people view it a more narrow category than it should be. So like, if you are, Mm Um, If you're queer, if you are from an economically disadvantaged background, Mm -hmm. if you are um, an immigrant or a first generation law student um, or, you know, a person of color or Mm -hmm. disabled, there's really a a million different ways that are very concrete and very diverse and do pose like real obstacles um, to joining the legal profession. So, Mm -hmm. again, I would write a diversity statement that is true to you. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a statement about um, coming out as queer and mm-hmm. then I went into the topic of me discovering how my whiteness affects that and kind of yeah. the, the, that is, you know, a slight disadvantage in the legal field mm-hmm. being a woman and a queer woman. But mm-hmm. it, it kind of, it stops uh, a lot shorter than pretty much everyone yeah. else that might fall in those categories because I am white. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what my diversity statement talked about yeah. was how that gave me the insight into other people, mm-hmm. but, um, kind of more holistic view If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that makes sense. again,
0: kind like, of, yeah. yeah, kind of like looking at the intersectional approach being like yeah. these things make me diverse, but like, it's different than these people in this way. That makes yeah. sense. I kind of blacked out on a lot of, a lot of my application materials, but I think I wrote mine generally, um, about how, like, obviously I'm white, so I don't have, like, that negative, my words not, my words are not working today. I'm so tired. So obviously I don't have, like, that against me, but, like, I am female, and I did, like, have to work through all of college, so it, Mm -hmm. like, lets me relate to people that also, like, had to support themselves, like, financially going through school, as opposed to some people that didn't. So there's, like, lots of different spins you can take on it. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I think that the
1: the point or I what I think the point of diversity statement should mm-hmm. be is like kind of what you just said is that you see what sets you apart,
0: mm-hmm. but then
1: it's not just like a inward looking thing. Yeah. It's what makes me unique, what diverse thoughts yeah. can I bring to the table and how does that allow me to better help other people? Yeah. Like whether or not it's like making room at the table for someone mm-hmm. to come join yeah. the profession. Or it's being able to relate to a client of similar yeah. background or mm-hmm. helping others understand uh, yeah. people who aren't like them. So I think it's you have to tie it back to why that makes you yeah. a better candidate. And I think that should be how you can help other people better. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, that makes sense. And I think in the end of mine, I did wrap it up, if I remember correctly, saying like, and like this background that I have gave me these skills that now allow me... It's- to add like this to being an attorney, which are like important exactly. skills or that, so make sure you wrap it back into law school and the and legal low. field in some way yeah. in the yeah. end. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just be like I'm diverse in this, this, and this way, and then yeah, stop. Like, why?
1: Yeah, or like, like what is? What are the implications? What's the point?
0: Yeah, like yeah. why are you telling us this? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So that totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, I feel like those are the major application materials in terms of like. Yeah, I would also say, uh,
1: like, letters of recommendation, which I know are, like, harder because you're looking, like, that's something you have to start preparing for ahead of time, which I guess that is me going back, you should be thinking about it all throughout undergrad, like, who, what professors should I be developing a working relationship with? Yeah. But I think that should be part of education anyway, even if it's just Mm -hmm. for the sake of that.
0: Um, Yeah.
1: But ask people who actually know you, again it needs to tell a story. It can't be generic. Like Mm -hmm. if you have a letter that says she was a great student, Mm -hmm. um, she talked a lot in class and she's a great writer. Yeah. That describes almost everyone who's applying for law school, (laughs) you know? And like, you'll never really know what your letter of rec says, but you want it to be someone who knows you and Mm -hmm. can actually speak to you as a person and as a student. So I would recommend if you... Like say you had three letters of recommendation to mm-hmm. submit, I would say have one that talks about like one be a professor, um, mm-hmm. or if you've been out of school for a while, um, someone who knows you in like an academic setting. Have yeah, one it could be, be an like employer. A, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I had one from my boss in my research department um, mm-hmm. because all I did was research and write for her, which is <laughs> academic, which is
0: very important.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like kind of look at yourself and like what are the your biggest strengths and like yeah. find people that can speak to each one of those and make sure yeah. they can actually speak to it.
0: Yeah. So. It could be someone too from like a volunteer program you worked for. Yeah. Like I had my supervisor with the elementary school volunteer program that I did through my college, um, write me my letter of rec because I worked with him for two and a half years of my yeah. time at school. So he knows some, you. yeah, exactly. So someone that knows you. So if you're looking at professors, maybe professors that you like took classes with more than once because yeah. you've gotten to know them like over the years and they've gotten to know you. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. And then when would you recommend people ask for those? It's we'll say you're applying well, in the fall. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> professors and academics are uh-huh. notoriously scatterbrained and yep. slow. Uh, so I would ask for letters of recommendation. Probably uh, pretty much as soon as you know you're going to start applying. Like, when you're yeah. studying for the LSAT, ask for it. Because yeah. it can never be too early. Because um, you can mm-hmm. start your application online and have it submitted. Um, yeah. But especially, like, with COVID and not being able to see people in real life. and Yeah. There's not as much, like, direct accountability. Like, you're not going to run into your professor as much, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, yeah. So, ask as soon as you can. So, I would say at least, like, two months in advance, at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like even definitely.
1: that kind of pushing it just because <laughs> you email the assistant, the assistant emails the professor, yeah. he gets back to you, and then they take forever to do it. Yeah, it's just,
0: yeah. Yeah, I had some professors that I had to keep like emailing to remind every couple weeks be yeah. like, hey, just wanted to check in, see where you're at. I'm trying to submit my applications in a month.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yeah so, so do it as early as possible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think I applied I started my applications, like started sending some in in October, I want to say, and I asked for mm-hmm. my letters of rec like early early summer, like yeah, yeah. right around graduation. I was like, okay, I need to email these people. Like yep, I yep. I graduated during um the first COVID year. I was 2020. So I was like I didn't even get Exciting. to ask them in person, so I just had to like email all of them and be like, yeah. "Hey, <laughs> I hope you're doing well in these uncertain times. Oh my God. Would you write me a letter? <laughs> these unprecedented, like I hope you're doing well. I hope you're healthy and well is what we yeah. always started our emails with at my job. Oh yeah, I hope this email finds you well. Yes, I hope this email finds you well. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so months in advance because then also if they have like a vacation or something planned, if you want to apply yeah. like September when apps come out, if your professor is going to be on vacation, like all of August leading up to the start of school, like then they'll have time to write it before they go. So yeah. 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 They have
1: lives too. And they're very busy. So just yeah. give a lot, a lot of buffer room.
0: Yes, definitely. And send them reminder reminders, but don't be pushy about it. Just be yeah. like, just checking in on the status of things. Want to know how you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, so I feel like those are major application materials. So Letters of Rec, we said do a couple months in advance. Personal statements, when did you start working on yours? I'm curious. Oh, that is a
1: great question. Uh, I don't know. I think it all depends on people's sort of writing mm-hmm. styles. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think just like the best way to do it is just while you're studying for the LSAT, just like have that in the back of your mind and just like a document where you're kind of like brain dumping your ideas into. And then maybe like once you, I mean, again, it depends like if you are able to devote a lot of time to it and have people to help you with it, you wait until, um, I guess I shouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to like give yourself like a good month before you submit Mm -hmm yeah um, I feel do, like that's I good mean, like to even start writing like you can start writing leave mm-hmm. it alone for a little bit come back to it proofread yeah. it get it done because mm-hmm. I mean if it's coming from it's like your own story that'll be a lot easier to write than like a research paper so yeah give yourself time to proofread
0: yeah so true there's no research involved um what I did like you said the brain dumping thing I had a doc on not a doc a note on my phone Mm -hmm. And every time I like thought of a possible topic for it, I just write it in my phone so I wouldn't forget. And then later I went back and looked at them when I sat down to write and I was like, okay, which of these can I kind of pull together into one story? You're like, that one's
1: insane. This one kind of works.
0: Yeah. And then I was like, and I don't know why I wrote that down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just having a running doc or like a note on your phone for you to just brain dump when you think of something. Because you never know when a good idea is going to spark.
1: Yeah. I mean, I cannot speak enough for, highly (laughs) enough for the, I, the Apple notes app, just like there's so many just random, like one sentence notes that I look back and like, this is, this is gold. I have no idea what it means.
0: Yeah. But it's good. But It's gold. Yeah. That's so I will use it one day. Yes. I totally agree. Looking through my notes, I'm just like, I don't know why I wrote half of these down and like, (laughs) I just have random like phone numbers and stuff written down. And I'm like, at one point I thought I was going to need that. <laughs> I don't know whose phone number it is now though. But
1: it's there just in case. Okay.
0: But it's there just in case one day I remember who it is and who I was supposed yeah. to call. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. You'll be prepared. Yeah. yeah. And I have ADHD. So I know if I don't write something down, I'll forget yeah. it. So I just write everything down that I think of. And then it might come in handy later. It yeah. might be useless, but at least I have it there if I need it. <laughs> it's there
1: somewhere, yeah.
0: It's yeah. like, uh,
1: I was watching, this is so random, I was watching the movie, have you seen the movie Memento by Christopher Nolan?
0: No. Oh, wait, wait. Wait, is that the one with the dreams? Uh, he
1: basically has no short-term memory, so he takes uh Polaroids of everything and writes down oh, notes for himself. My roommate remember. was
0: telling me about this one. That's yeah, what it is. that's yeah. basically.
1: This. I have really bad ADHD too. I'm just like oh, okay. I write everything everywhere and just like yes. reminders
0: because it yes. will be gone
1: in two minutes if I do not write it down.
0: One hundred percent. I have notes um on my phone. I've got like random Google Docs running of like podcast topics, but then I also have a note on my phone with yeah. podcast ideas. Mm-hmm. It's just like there are sticky notes all over the place when I worked <laughs> in the office. I would have stickies on my computer, like on the top being like, don't forget to get the mail at this time because I was in charge of the mail. And then, but I would see through the sticky notes at some point. So I was like, they're here and they're not helping. But if I look at it, it'll remind me if I ever see it. I mean, at least least I'm trying. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I put in the effort and that's what matters. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Okay. So after that fun little tangent... Um, I feel like, let's see. Oh, next we can talk a little bit about LSAT prep and kind of, yes, you already, talked about how, yes, you talked about how long you studied, but I'm curious, did you do a class? Did you do like a self study, like self paced course or just self study on your own full time, part time studying?
1: Yeah. So I did it all on my own. Oh, because... I've got to let my dog
0: free one moment. Oh yeah.
1: No, you're good. You're good. Um, I'll wait. I'm going to have a bite of my my rice.
0: Do it. Yeah, my roommate just got home. So she was like, I need to leave the room and go greet her now. She started growling. She was like. Rrr. Okay, well. You can finish chewing. It's okay. I will cut out this chunk. You can chew. No, you should keep in this part. Okay. I'm chewing it. rice. I'll keep in the rice chewing.
1: You're like ASMR
0: oh my god yes asmr i'll cut that clip of you eating the rice and like make it louder
1: yeah voice the sound of it on tiktok usually like bass like bass boosted um oh my god yes <laughs> uh so lsat uh yes, yeah LSAT. I, studied, I studied all all on my own because yeah and i i was working full-time too so i would work okay I don't know how I did this um, and looking back it gives me anxiety how much <laughs> how much I studied I think I was going through a part of my life where I just like didn't care if I left the house or not so I would go to work nine to five and then I was it was like my hermit flea bag phase okay um so I'd go to work nine to five ish And then Mm -hmm. I would go to the library because I worked at Mount Sinai. So they have the med school library. So I just like walk. Yeah, it was really nice. So I'd walk over, grab some food and then go to the library Mm -hmm. and work until Mm -hmm. like eight or nine every day. And then on the weekend. Yeah, I know. And then on the weekends, um, I would do like one practice exam, um, Mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, And the first time I took the LSAT, I that was kind of like a practice run for me, or at least that's how I went into it because I was getting so nervous about it.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
1: um, I just, I went into it and I was like, well, I can take it again. And schools usually take the highest score. Like that's what they're doing. I can just look at this as like a, a very expensive (laughs) practice exam. Um, so the second time around, I think I had my like sort of routine Mm -hmm. a little bit more refined. So Mm -hmm. I used, a bunch of different resources
0: okay
1: I'll just I'll just name them yeah um so there's uh Manhattan prep which is they have a paid course but Mm -hmm. they have if you it's really hard to find the url you just google like Manhattan prep and like LSAT tracker and then from there they have a forum so you can track all of your scores like enter Mm -hmm. your answers it auto grades it for you yeah um And then it has, like, a little chart that shows you how you're doing over time. Yeah. And then it also has links to a forum where some of the, like, tutors or whatever go in Mm -hmm. and explain specific questions. So for the most part, there is a blog post or, like, a forum post Mm -hmm. about almost every answer on every practice.
0: Yeah. So If you can't find it – oh, I was just going to say, if you can't find the answer on Manhattan Prep – Power Score has that same thing now. They do the self-scoring, and they also have posts oh, about like everyone. True. Yeah, so oh, that's okay. That was two. Yeah. I feel like between the two, you can find an explanation for every question.
1: That was literally the best. I remember finding that, and I was like, "Yeah." And it was like, like it was someone who I could actually trust. It wasn't some weirdo on Reddit.
0: Um, oh my god! Yeah, weirdo on Reddit. But yeah, <laughs> and I
1: think that I guess really generally the so seven sage has their like blind review method
0: mm-hmm.
1: um that is I guess just generally a great structure for studying so mm-hmm. you can just google seven sage and blind review but basically what mm-hmm. it is is you do like a practice section and mm-hmm. you um you know circle and basically broad strokes you circle answers that you're unsure of and then mm-hmm. you you Go through it once and don't change any answers and then you go back the ones you're unsure of um and see if you want to change the answer and then after you score it you look at you know first pass was your instinct right um mm-hmm. did you did you change your answer to something wrong or did you change your answer to something right when you went mm-hmm. back sort of like first impressions versus yeah. like how you went in and, and changed any answers and that can kind mm-hmm. of give you clues about patterns yeah of, um, mistakes that you're doing mm-hmm. and then I also did this psychotic thing where I, oh, no. if I if I had this if I had this question that was like particularly bad that I really struggled with mm-hmm. I, I had a little notebook and I cut out the question and I put it in my notebook and I would jot down notes in the margin guys don't do this okay Um, I would jot down notes in the margin about, like, where I went wrong and kind of the logic of the answer. Um, and it's just, like, I think looking at it, finding, like, themes and patterns. Like, if you Mm -hmm. really struggle with questions that are, I I don't even know, like, based on social sciences and you Mm -hmm. are, you have difficulty applying, like, hypothetical data to a particular situation, just be aware of that and maybe work on it a bit more. Yeah. Anyway, crazy Haley Elsat studying aside. Um, yeah, Manhattan Prep, Seven Sage, they took down most of their YouTube videos, but they used to have walkthroughs for every single Logic game.
0: Oh, my God. Um,
1: yeah. Now you have to pay for most of them. Of um, yeah, they're behind. To, they're mostly behind a paywall now. But before they had YouTube videos that walked you through like they had. It was sort of like um, Khan Academy where he mm-hmm. would like write out the diagram and go through every single answer and it was yeah fantastic so
0: Mm
1: -hmm. use the ones they have up uh power score bible um
0: bibles
1: any of that is good um Mm -hmm. i would suggest buying the smallest package first and then seeing if it works with you because it's so expensive Mm -hmm. um and then yeah that's that's pretty much it i i think just Yeah. Just find all of the resources you can for free and use all of them Um, and
0: Mm
1: -hmm. then see if you can buy some stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of else prep. I guess like the two biggest things that I messed up the first time around was one, I didn't take enough practice exams. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I took I took, you know, four sections and I timed each individual section and I did well, Oh yeah, but it's not the same same. as taking all of it at once.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, because you need to know how you're going to fare for like four hours and it's really annoying. Um, but it's
0: like a stamina thing. It's like a race.
1: (laughs) It truly, truly is. And it's also nerves and time management and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's little things like every second count. So it's like, have you set up your little analog watch properly on the desk? Like, is this the right pencil you need to be using? That kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's I all digital it's- now though. So.
1: Oh my God. Okay. I hate, that. I'm so sorry to everyone who's taking it digitally. Um, I, it couldn't
0: be me. I'm very glad that I didn't. Yeah. I wish it was on paper because I like to be able to highlight and write on the sides. So yeah. like when you're doing like logical reasoning and stuff, like it's such a pain. And the reading comprehension, not being able to like write in the margins was the death yeah. of me. Like I need to write to remember what I read.
1: Yeah. So that's even like, that's Ugh. an even bigger reason to do the practice exams because it is such a weird format. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it doesn't come organically to take yeah. these tests. Online, there's buttons. buttons. Yeah. So make stuff. sure you so. take
0: at least a couple digital ones. Like I had a book of LSAT, um, practice tests, past LSATs, but because it's digital now, make sure you do a couple digital practice tests from somewhere so that you get used to not like having the paper to write on because it is very different. It's so different.
1: Yeah. So that's something I can't speak to. I feel like, I feel like an old person now, but, (laughs) but yeah, I think, I think you have to take, simulate the practice exam exactly how it's going to be day of. And yeah. then that's there's going to be like big red flags about stuff you need to work on and yeah like so I didn't do enough practice exams and it, I didn't like piece together all of like the whole thing you know how it all yeah. works together. And then mm-hmm. I also like day of the test do a couple practice sections that you've yeah. done before so like do a logic mm-hmm. game that you've done before but fresh like don't have any answers on it do yeah. it before do a reading comprehension yeah just to like wake your brain up because the first. Yeah. The first LSAT I took, the first section was logic games. Mm. And I, and like, which I loved. Like, once you get logic games, it's like clockwork.
0: They're fun, but but you need to like warm your brain up.
1: I was so nervous. I opened up the page and I go, oh shit. And I just like (laughs) froze up for a good like minute, which is a long time. And then I got into it. And by the like second game, I had started Mm -hmm. to warm up. But like, that's, you have to be ready to go right away. So it's also a confidence boost because you're like, oh Yeah. yeah. who knows um yeah and then just it's just a test you can always take it again
0: yeah I took it a couple times too actually I took it four times in the end but the fourth time was like after I got into schools I did it to get more scholarship money okay so you said I was crazy
1: for cutting out the the question and like blowing it in a paper you took the LSAT four times I just want this on the record
0: okay but (laughs) I will say now the LSAT is shorter with the digital format so is it really I don't know if it's back to the normal length now but when I was taking it it was just three sections it was one of each and there was no um what's it called the like test one for them to like test out if they want a new section so it was just one of each so I couldn't have done it if it was the like four hour test because I know yeah. taking the SAT was like that long and that killed me. I took that twice and I like had a panic attack in the middle of the first one before I knew what a panic attack was. Um, yeah. So, but no. So yeah. It was, was that, do you think that's because of the pandemic? It was. Yeah. It was because they changed it to being virtual and they didn't want to give people a break as if we could like run to the bathroom and study the logic games Bible in between sections. They didn't want to give a break. So they just made it three sections. So in total, um, each one's 35 minutes. So it came out to like an yeah. hour and 45 minutes. So yeah. that's why I did it so many times because it wasn't like a whole day event. I got to pick what okay. time I wanted to take it at. It was done at oh, home. Okay, fair enough, fair
1: enough. Fair yeah, enough.
0: otherwise, no. Oh my God, I yeah, did a I full like, length one like twice. Yeah. And that was like, oh my God, that was death. I hated it.
1: Yeah, it's it's really rough uh. now. It's but really for rough. practice exams, make yourself do it. And I think, yeah. um, I think it's so power helpful. score. These are like, this is actually a good tip. Um, mm-hmm. power score. They do the, like, they do a, some sort of podcast. It's like the crystal yeah. ball thing where they predict what's on the test and they're pretty, yeah. cause it's a pattern of, they're like, pretty good. The cycle yeah. And then they also have, um, like simulated proctor exams. So mm-hmm. like I know the online might be different, but you can like basically basically it's like a podcast that's like, yeah. okay, begin and then it yes. times and it's like, okay, pencils down or whatever mouse yeah. is.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I used the power score materials. I lived, breathed, slept. Yeah. I I was a power score person. I bought the yeah. box. So I started with those first, just mm-hmm. like a little prep while I was still in school. Yeah. And then I took a full course, um, once I graduated. So I did it Mm -hmm. like that month after, before I started working and, um, like Dave and John are like gods to me. They're the power score guys. They have their podcasts. They have podcasts like with tips for like every type of like question you could get. They know everything. Um, they have like mental health tips of like how to have like the confidence in the test. They do free forums other than like the classes that you can pay for. They have tutoring, So if you're looking for paid or free materials, PowerScore has both. So I highly recommend the podcast. I would listen to it while I worked and um, I would go to their free forms. They would have like one a week on like different things. They do like a circular logic game. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, so.
1: PowerScore uh, is going to be the next guest on this podcast.
0: Oh my God. Oh my God, (laughs) I never thought about that. If I could get John or Dave on this podcast, I think I would die. I like worship the ground they walk on.
1: (laughs) You should totally do it. That'd be okay. So we're speaking that into existence. Yes. We're speaking it. it,
0: We're manifesting it. It's going to happen. I love them so much. That would be amazing. The kings of Um, LSAT. (laughs) um, Yeah.
1: So LSAT. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Just find whatever you can and ask, Mm -hmm. find people who've taken it and ask the million questions.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because once you've like done it and taken it, like, then you're like, oh, I wish I did this this way. So ask people how it was when they took it yeah. since they have. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. That's the LSAT prep. So once you take the LSAT, then you have to pick where you want to apply. So I want to talk about how to pick which schools to apply to, how many schools to apply to. How do you do So that?
1: <laughs> I think the biggest constraint on applying is money
0: <laughs> because
1: yes. like some... Some schools, if you have, like, a certain – after you take the LSAT, some schools will reach out to you and say that they're going to waive the application fee. Yep. Um, But there's still, like – correct me if I'm wrong. There's still an LSAC, the Law School Admissions Committee. They still have a fee
0: of their own. They Um, do. But if you are, like – if you're facing, like, a financial hardship or, like, your family just doesn't have a lot of money, you can apply for a waiver from Mm -hmm. LSAC. And yeah. it waives you taking, I want to say the LSAT twice, and it'll waive like five LSAT, oh, that's um, great. LSAT fees. And um, a lot of times schools will honor that too. So if you yeah. like show that you have the LSAT waiver, the schools will also honor that because I have a friend that's that great. got that right now. So she doesn't yeah. have to like pay for any of that. That's so, good. So then yeah, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then,
1: but then there's also, you know, like, it's it's a considerable amount of time to go in and fill. even if you have your personal statement, everything written, you Mm -hmm. have to go through like a a 15 step application and fill everything out. So it takes a lot of time. So don't, Mm -hmm. don't apply to schools that you know you do not want to go to. Um, I would apply to, you know, like maybe three schools that, you know, 100% you will get in Mm or, I mean, not 100%, but you know that like you are well above the, the median Yeah. And apply to three schools that you're around the median that you have a good chance of getting into, Mm -hmm. um, but are a little bit more competitive and then do a few schools that are like reach schools. Yeah. So schools that are, you know, maybe you are not numerically as like on the same level as what they Mm -hmm. usually um, usually accept. But there's always a chance and and you might as well do it. And schools do Mm -hmm. hopefully value other things besides GPA and LSAT. Um, They say they do. (laughs) Yeah, those are the first thing. Um, and I think that this is a slight side note, but Mm -hmm. not a lot of people know if you Google ABA 509 and then the law school. So Mm -hmm. the ABA 509 is a required disclosure that law schools have to do every year, and it gives you stats about everything. So you know exactly what the first year class like um demographics are like, uh what their undergrad GPAs were, what their LSATs mm-hmm. were, was where they're coming from. So you have an idea of like who the school typically accepts, mm-hmm. because it's not like it changes that much year to year. Um, mm-hmm. And you can kind of get an idea of like where you sit uh, as far as like how competitive you are. And that information yeah. is all for do, but like the 509 is just, it's all in one, like yeah. two page PDF and it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. I love I love compiled data. Uh Mm so that being said, um, yeah, so I would apply like I know people who apply to like 20 schools and I just think sure, like if you can manage that, sure. I applied to six, I think. Mm -hmm. Um and I I just didn't see the need to do anymore. I mean, in hindsight, like I would apply to more because I've seen other schools and I know more about schools.
0: Yeah. But I think
1: that again don't apply to schools, you know, you're not going to go to because Mm -hmm. it's just a waste of your time and theirs. Yeah. So
0: yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: I guess like generally, I mean, if you know what you want to do, find a school that's really good at that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't make that like the cornerstone necessarily of your decision, because I guarantee Mm -hmm. you will change your mind about what you want to do when you get to law school.
0: Because
1: Mm -hmm. for most people, you don't, like people are like, I want to do IP law. Sure. A lot of people know what that actually is. <laughs> yeah. Most law students like, they're like intellectual property, patent, copyright, blah, blah, blah. You don't mm-hmm. actually know what it, that entails yet because mm-hmm. it is just, it's not a normal person thing. Like it's not yeah. something that most people know. So mm-hmm. just go in with an open mind. So like don't choose a school that has a really good program in something, but nothing else for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, like, think about things that you value, like, do you want really good student organizations, like affinity Mm -hmm. groups, or um, clinic offerings, or is there a professor that you are obsessed with? I think that's, I think (laughs) professor rather than, like, a specific area is is a really good reason because, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but find, like, things that you want out of school, Mm -hmm. like, do you want a real campus?
0: Mm -hmm. Um, What do you want to be, like, in a city?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I like NYU's campus. I do wish it was like a true, true campus. Yeah. Um,
0: That's how I feel and, about Cardozo too. I'm like, yeah. I like it, but sometimes I'm like, I want to be on like a campus campus.
1: Yeah. I want like, like I, I have friends at like Harvard and Yale and I'm just yeah, like.
0: Yeah. The campus is so pretty. I, I miss my, my wife, under undergrad like, campus. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm like, send me, uh, send me pictures of the library, please.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. I toured Harvard's campus just one summer because I'm from that area. So I was like, I just want to go like, look at the law school campus, the library. Oh my God. I was like, Oh, it's so beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I goodness. Yeah. I I get so salty about, I love libraries. Anyway, that's a different subject. (laughs) Um, but, but yeah, just like think about things that you actually value. The city really, really matters. Like if mm-hmm. you don't mind, like, if you thrive, whether or not you're in a big city, that's fine. Like, if I was on a true campus in the middle of nowhere, America, like, I'd probably be fine with that for law school, because you don't really do much else besides study. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> like, some people hate the cold. Like, if you hate the cold, don't go to Michigan, <laughs> you know? Like,
0: yeah, if so. you
1: if you hate, like, you know, really hot weather, don't go to Arizona. Like, those things actually yeah. do really matter. Mm -hmm. really factor in quality of life things because you should not always be studying. Mm -hmm. And when you're not studying, you want it to be in a place that like you actually like.
0: Um, So that you're not miserable when you're trying to have like free time to do fun things. If you don't want to go outside because it's too cold, you're you're not going to be able to really take a break because you'll be like, well, I'm stuck in here anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like I hate the snow. So I finished studying. I'm just going to go home and sit in my apartment that's, you want, you want to like, look holistically at the school, like obviously Mm -hmm. academics should be our, like the first thing, um, but, but also there's a lot more things that make a student experience really valuable. Um, I would also say that looking at job placement rates and bar passage rates Mm -hmm. of the school is a really good indicator of like the kind of the quality of education but usually kind of the the type of support that the school gives because like yeah I don't really care if people say like like probably the top 100 schools are all like every single student is of a similar caliber of intelligence
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah. and every
1: one of them deserves a job but it's like mm-hmm. how their career office like supports their students yeah. Um so like everyone in law school is smart. That's, yeah. Like a really it, cool thing and a really bad mm-hmm. thing because you're just like, oh my God, I'm so dumb. But literally yeah. everyone's brilliant.
0: Yeah. So otherwise you
1: wouldn't up. be in law school. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some exception. actually. Right. Um there's
0: some exception. <laughs> no, it's it's a me. I'm the exception. Uh <sighs> definitely what? not. You're definitely not the exception. You literally go to NYU. It's like the number what, six school in the country, five. Yeah, I don't.
1: I don't know how that happened. We're not, I still, uh-huh. oh my God. So I, I was a transfer. Um, oh, I went okay. to GW. Oh yeah. I like, I actually, yeah. Just, I've been everywhere. I don't know what's going on. Um, But yeah, so I transferred, I guess that's another, people ask me all the time is like, if they're thinking about transferring, because a lot of people go into law. The LSAT in undergrad yeah. GPA is a really big hurdle for a lot of people. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not equal playing field, like, Mm -hmm. prepping for the LSAT is expensive and people don't have time. And, you know, like, honestly, I did well on the LSAT, but like, if I had had no job in a Mm -hmm. fully paid, like prep thing for six months, yeah, who knows what the score would have been. But so a lot of people ask me, um, they're thinking about transferring. So you get into a lower ranked school, um, and you do well for your first year, you can transfer after the first year. And for people who don't know, you can't transfer, um, after your second or third year, it's only your first no, year. Then
0: you're considered like a, what is it? It's like, you're not a guest student. It's like, you can like take, there's you're like some weird thing visiting. You're a visiting student, but yeah. your, your degree will be from the school you were at for the two years.
1: Yeah. So, so you have to, whatever school, in order to get a degree, you have to complete four semesters.
0: Yes. At, at the, the school.
1: At a law school. And it's very yeah. rare that it is, it usually needs to be the last two years.
0: Yeah. Um, so generally, whatever school you're at, your second year—that's where your degree is going to be from. I feel like yeah, that that's is
1: good rule yeah, of
0: And I think if you're thinking
1: about transferring, which I think is a very valid thing. Yeah. Like I said, it's difficult to get into law school. We don't mm-hmm. always get into the law school that we want. Um, and but make sure again, don't go to a school with the intent of transferring at a school that you would not be happy getting a degree. Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. I don't care how good your grades are. There is always a chance that you will not transfer successfully. Because, I mean, who knows what factors into their decisions. Um, Because you just just never know. It's not a for sure thing. Mm -hmm. And once you're in, you're in. Um, And make sure it's a school that you would be happy graduating from. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then once you get there, pretend like you're not transferring. And do your best and fully involve yourself. And then after Mm -hmm. your 1L year then you start to think about it. Yeah. Um, you, like,
0: kind of look at where you stand then after your 1L year. Yeah, because, like, I, th- I think a lot of people are like, I
1: want to transfer, and then they get to school, and they're like, wait, I love this school. I don't want to transfer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or you get to school, and you're like, oh, I really want to transfer. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So just, like, again, keep an open mind, and then after your 1L year, see where you're at. Is um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I done with my ramble about looking at law schools?
0: I'm um, not sure.
1: Were you? I think – some schools, I know some like tour if you can talk to students. Mm-hmm. I know some schools are like really weird about
0: touring. I know
1: that a certain with COVID school... you
0: like can't tour anywhere right now. Oh
1: yeah, okay with COVID. But even before COVID, they were there's there's a few schools that I will not name that were like you have to be accepted in order to go on like a a, a like exclusive tour. And I was like, this is
0: that's weird, this
1: is dumb. Because like for a lot of yeah. people, it's like I don't even know if I want to apply.
0: Yeah, right? like it so would be I, a waste of money and time.
1: Yeah, that's a rarity, though, I think. Mm-hmm. So also, you can just, like, go on LinkedIn and, like, cold email people. Oh, yeah. Most people are just nice. Like, fi- if you can't find someone, like, go mm-hmm. on LinkedIn and search. Like, one, you can ask me about NYU. <laughs> but, like, yeah. you know, search, um, you know, like, Aaron Cardozo. Or just, like, go to yeah. Cardozo and look at current students and just be like, hey, can I talk to you? And most people will be yeah. – yeah if
0: anybody wanted to ask me about Cardozo like I would obviously talk to them about it yeah yeah I wish I like had some some more insight into it before coming so I would happily tell people things yeah
1: and I think that um oh yeah one and like one of the reasons I transferred was like like the campus I think it just really is I can't overstate how much the like the school environment really affects you so like yeah at GW the library is very small um, it's a nice mm-hmm. library, very small. There was times where I just literally could not find a place to study that wasn't oh. in the basement. Oh my um, God. And which I don't mind stacks sometimes. Like that's fine. Yeah. But but that's really, it really affects, <laughs> I love libraries and I need time in the yeah. library. To study. It's like restorative mm-hmm. and it helps me mm-hmm. so much. And there, there's those little things that you think like don't really matter. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be on campus eight hours a day for three mm-hmm. years, if not more, like more hours a day, it's got to be someplace that you like to be. Um, yeah. So if it's like, you know, if you hate Gothic architecture, like don't go to Yale,
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like
1: if it really bothers you for whatever reason, which I would <laughs> I would argue that you're kind of insane. Yeah. Um, Cause it's but, a
0: beautiful campus. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like if you don't like Yale, like give me your spot. Like, yeah. Um, like I'll take it. <laughs> but, but you know, like if you really hate something and there's that on the campus and yeah. you have to interact with it every day, it's like, maybe that's something to consider. Anyway. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm going to pick your brain later about transferring. Yes. I've thought about it before, so I'll pick your brain later, but we'll be done with it for here. (laughs) Of course. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. I feel like that's good about picking schools where to apply to. And then we kind of already talked a bit about like, I guess we could do a little more, like just some more tips, any general tips you have for like how to stand out in your application as a whole. Like, I don't know, maybe if it's like your senior year and you're like, oh, I know I'm going to apply to law school in the fall. Are there any like organizations or like types of things you could do to like boost your like resume or something? If you know you don't have like the best GPA, what are other ways to stand out if maybe your um, numerical statistics aren't where you want them to be?
1: So one, I think uh, an important thing that is a good resource on the application itself is they, I'm assuming they still allow it, it's called an addendum. Yeah. So it's like a very short statement in which you can address something. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think that, you know, the general like topics that it suggests using it for, is like if you have a C or D on your grade, Mm -hmm. like, and you want to explain that, like if there's some context, like if you had a family member pass away. Yeah. Right before the final. That is a very valid reason to Mm -hmm. not do well on the exam. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's sort of a way to like explain contextually what was going on, maybe how you learned from that. Um, You know, if you like if you have a like I was talking to a student and she, you know, her final year of undergrad was great, but her junior year was really rough, really not so great grades. Yeah. And, you know, you can't make it up in a year like you can't fix a yeah. GPA really ever like it's it's nearly yeah. impossible um <laughs> so just like add an addendum that says like hey yeah i was you know arrested for something or i had a bad grade in this or i, mm-hmm. I really struggled with this class but then like explain the context and yeah um explain like why like what you've learned from it like the the yeah. biggest thing you want to say is like here's how i messed up or here's how i struggled and yeah. then here's what I learned from it and yes. here's how I'm better and I won't make that mistake again. Yeah. Or if it does happen, I will be stronger with it. Mm-hmm. So and turn it into being I mean, like turn it into like a a, a strength, right? Yeah. So like say, again, like people like with a criminal history, like if you have something in your past, like you technically do have to disclose it. Um, but like turn that into a strength. Like if you have truly learned from that experience, what have you learned? How have you improved? How has that strengthened Mm -hmm. you? Like it, it has changed you as a person most likely. Yeah. What I think, again, that brings like a really unique perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, so turn that into a strength that aside, (laughs) um, (laughs) I think that again, you should do things that you love. So like, say you're in your final year and you know you want to apply and your grades are good but not amazing mm-hmm. um or even not so good like think about the the like really core things that law schools look for like obviously grades like the numbers mm-hmm. um are you involved in like any sort of academic endeavor like apart mm-hmm. from your classes like a research wow. job or are you writing a thesis mm-hmm. or um Are you collecting data? Something like that. Um, And then I think what's under, what is, I can't talk. (laughs) What should be emphasized um, is also like community service. And I think Mm. you want to look at like those skills of like relating to people, empathizing with people, and then also Mm -hmm. like reading, writing um, and research.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So look at those skills and then find a place in the field that you mm-hmm. enjoy that yeah. can help you build that. Like if you love theater, <clears throat> don't go work for a science lab and collect research, like go work for, you know, maybe like some social science person that's yeah, studying doing the study. effect of theater or like mm-hmm. the course of theater and human events. And you're doing research yeah. and you're writing something mm-hmm. academic. Like I wrote about, <clears throat> I wrote about mm-hmm. obstructive sleep apnea not so exciting to do with law, but I knew how what a peer-reviewed paper was I knew how to work in a group um mm-hmm. I knew how to format a dumb paper to go to like some online submission like mm-hmm. the citation format's different but like there's the mechanics are underlying so many of these things yeah. are the same mm-hmm. um but like find those four skills And then do it in a way that you actually enjoy. Like community service, don't go like, and don't do it just for the sake of doing it. Like if you write on your, if you think writing on your resume that you like picked up trash twice a week on the side of the road for an hour, that like doesn't really scream substantive, right? Versus doing something, you know, like you said, you did like working with kids and implementing like Mm -hmm. a sort of curriculum or events and things like that. Something that's like actually meaningful mm-hmm. um, and one, like look at it selfishly, like how can you better yourself? Like how can mm-hmm. it improve your skills? And yeah. then when you write that on your resume, on your application, like what does that convey to a person? Mm-hmm. Like when I look at like your experience, I'm like, oh, she loves working with people. She likes, you know, implementing change and education, things like mm-hmm. that. You know, like, those are really important things that you show through your experience. Um, So find the weak spots, find areas that you can improve really generally, Mm -hmm. and then do it in a way that you actually enjoy.
0: Yeah, Um, 100%.
1: Yeah, so that's, like, general advice. And then, you know, just make it, make it productive. Like, get something out of it. Like, law schools can instantly tell when you're just doing something to write it on the resume. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and in that looks bad on you.
0: So, yeah, I would add to like, among those things that you said, law schools, like they also um, love leadership roles. So, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. so I was doing like this volunteer work in this classroom at this elementary school. And for the first year, I was just like a tutor in the classroom. But my second year, they offered me a leadership position, like running the site that I was working at. Yeah. Um. So with taking on leadership roles, you can do it like within organizations that you're already a part of and things Mm -hmm. that you already enjoy doing. Like I was also in a sorority and I loved my sorority. We had um, social events, but we also like um, did like big fundraisers and we did community service together. So like in that, if I didn't have this other leadership role that I was like kind of time consuming for me, like I was working on that. Mm -hmm. I could have chosen to apply for a leadership role in my sorority Or in my pre-law frat. So um, they love that. So if you're in an organization you like, I would say look into the leadership roles because all it does is like boost it and show that you actually like put in time to the thing that you are a part of instead of just being like a member in it.
1: Yeah. And I, that, no, that's that's really good because I, you know, law schools are looking for one, are you good at stuff? But like two, do you care about the stuff that you're doing? Like, how do you show that you care? So you started somewhere like I, my job, this is like similar to what you're saying. I was working my normal job and then we had interns come in and Mm -hmm. in the science STEM, um, women, especially from like minority backgrounds are Mm -hmm. severely unrepresented. So me and my boss started like a minority internship program, you know, it's just like, it's really informal. It's not like, Mm -hmm. uh, something you can like Google and find out about, but it was like a program that you implemented leadership yeah. stuff. It's something that I cared about. So like mm-hmm. find something and just like throw yourself into it and, and take on more responsibility. So, yeah.
0: And then yeah. it gives you something to talk about too. Like in your personal statement, if you're like, I don't know what I'm going to write it about. Maybe that leadership role you took on with something yeah. you got to do in the position has now yeah. given you something to write about.
1: Yeah. And that, that looks amazing. Like I'm imagining yeah. like, looking at a, application like what you were just talking about like that's yeah. so cool that's unique yeah. it's interesting like I know mm-hmm. that you like without even ever meeting you I know that you have like empathy and you work yeah. hard which is like fantastic so
0: yeah so um things like that law schools eat it up <laughs> they do I mean like think of just like
1: the kind of person you would want mm-hmm. as your advocate yeah like if you were to hire a lawyer you want someone who's nice mm-hmm. nice You want someone who is relatable that you don't feel like super stuffy around. Mm -hmm. Like they're not a robot. They care about what they're doing and they, you know, put their money where their mouth is. Mm -hmm. How can you show that? So.
0: Yeah. 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 So we love that. Okay. And then (laughs) the last part of what I wanted to talk about um, involving like the whole application process is how do you pick which school you actually want once you've like gotten your acceptances back Which factors would you say are like most important to consider in that? It's going to be similar to picking a school to apply to, but maybe with a few more things.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that, um, you know, superior, like if you, if you rank them side to side, like how do they compare if they kind of check all of the major boxes, like if a school Mm -hmm. doesn't fulfill one of your like core needs, don't go there Um, unless you don't go anywhere else. And even then it's like, Maybe, maybe, maybe apply next year because you don't want to go to a school that you don't like. So I think generally, if all of the schools kind of check off your major boxes, like academics, maybe city locale, um, Mm -hmm. all of those like really big picture things, then you can Mm -hmm. kind of go down to be more picky um, I think really important things, like if your partner or significant other is moving with you, um, what are the opportunities in that city? And obviously like, that's a tricky situation because you're, it's two different people's lives, but mm-hmm. if, you know, all else equal, you can go to a city where your partner has a job and friends, Yeah, you should go there. So I think mm-hmm. considering like smaller details like that, like if it's really, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other like nitpicky things, so, like maybe down like, to, um, like yeah, organizations or yeah. specific classes or like mm-hmm. if you have a particular sport that you love, like say you love mm-hmm. rowing, don't go to like Arizona, you know? Yeah, uh, actually, I don't know. If I oh,
0: I um, don't know. Uh,
1: I feel like they might have a pool like where you just like stationary row, but um, no. you, you know, like if there's there's little things like think about. What you need day to day, yeah, um, and, and will that school and area be able to fulfill that? And I think that's it's a hard decision, but like it's a fun one to make because you're able yeah. to pick out more like um, superficial, yeah, like things, but that really do matter. You know, mm-hmm. like if yeah. you again, like if there's you know a gym two blocks away from the school mm-hmm. that you're already a member of, like that's a great yeah. decision. Or, like, if the school has a, um, you know, like, Harry Potter law club. I don't know. Um, there's, bridge like, team. you know. Yeah, right. You want to play Quidditch. I think most schools have a Settlers of Catan, um, like, club at their school. Like, there's little things that, uh, if it matters to you, like, that, that can yeah. be a deciding factor, all else equal. So I think yeah. just do a bunch of research and nerd out and like mm-hmm. just click every button on their website and see what you like and don't like.
0: Yeah. So true. Or if like um, you really love Starbucks and one of the schools has a Starbucks on the campus. Yeah. And the other equal school doesn't. Yeah. Like maybe no- let the Starbucks pick.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, it, you know, just find where they differ and like what yeah. matters to you about that difference because yeah. if you get all of the really, really important part that's mm-hmm. going to, help you with your career, then Mm -hmm. you should go for the little things, like, to have a state of the art, I don't, I don't know, I'm just making stuff up, right,
0: yeah, (laughs) or maybe, like, if your school has a gym, and you know you like to work out, maybe, like, between classes or something, if your school has a gym, and this other school doesn't, maybe go to the one where the gym is right there with you, yeah, exactly, exactly, those things that,
1: like, make your day-to-day life better,
0: yeah, Uh, so, Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And that's why. Oh, no, go ahead. You go first.
1: I was going to say law school upends so many things in your life that uh, don't take for granted the things that you think are dumb now. Like if Starbucks morning routine is really important to you, that can Mm -hmm. be a very restorative thing to have your little like it's Nicole that makes her like little stupid walk to Starbucks. Yeah,
0: she's always like doing my little stupid walk to, um, to do the ritual. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Like that, that stuff matters, you know, like for me, like the stupid walk to the subway, like that, like living in New York really, really matters to me or like, yeah, just it's the little things and they they really do make a difference. So don't underestimate it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's where touring a school can come in handy too. If you weren't able to tour before because they had a dumb You can't tour until you're admitted rule. That's where touring can make a difference because then you can go see the campus and be like, Oh, like they have a cafe. They have all of these study spots. Look at what's around the campus. Like, Oh, there's a Starbucks there. There's a Chipotle there. Chipotle is like your go-to lunch. So that's where like touring comes in handy a lot of the time Mm -hmm. when you're narrowing it down to like, well, I like both of these. They're equal academically. They're equal opportunity wise. See which one like feels better when you actually get to visit it.
1: I was gonna say, like, I think there's something to be said about like just your gut feeling. Like if you get, get on, on campus or even if like even if you go to the website and you're like, I feel good. I feel like I could belong. Yeah. That 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 should hold some weight. So
0: yeah. yeah. Even if it's like a virtual tour, like I couldn't do in person tours, sadly, during my application cycle because it was 2020. So it was like beginning of COVID. We were still sorting things out. The worst, yeah. The absolute worst, but um, there were virtual tour videos where I could like kind of walk through the building, yeah. even though I wasn't physically there. So I was able to see everything and then I could like Google map to see what was yeah. around it. So um, things Googling. like that. Yeah. yeah. Love a good Google map. You never know what kind of weird scene you'll find too when you're yeah, looking exactly. on Google maps. Yeah, it's Be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. I wait, think wait. that's it for the main content of the episode, do you have anything else you want to add in general to applications, picking schools, law school decisions? Um, I think just
1: in general with academics and law school, I think the biggest things that I've learned is one, take care of yourself and not Mm -hmm. like on a superficial, I'm going to give a face mask, which is important. But like, your mind and your body are mm-hmm. take care of them. Yeah. Um and be yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh like when you're when you're choosing activities or personal statements. Like mm-hmm. don't try to fit into like what you think they like because it will always seem inauthentic. Yeah. Um, and you you know embrace like what you love about what you do. Um, mm-hmm. And then also just ask for help. Like like I said, you know, reach out to people, like cold email people show Mm -hmm. up if you're on campus and you want to talk to a professor like show up at their door and see if they're available I mean COVID COVID willing um but just like ask for help just that's that's also advice I give to like law students going to their first like legal job just Mm -hmm. like ask like can I sit on us can I join Mm -hmm. you for this can I listen in on this call Mm -hmm. can I learn how to do this and the worst that's going to happen is say they say no Mm -hmm. but most likely you'll get help or you'll learn something yeah That's general
0: advice. I love it. That was beautifully said. (laughs) Beautifully said. Okay. So Haley was amazing and so helpful for (laughs) this fantastic, important topic, especially with like decision season coming around now. And some people still like getting their applications in. If they're still finishing things up since it is rolling. Um, But that's it for the main content. So we're going to do our fun little segments we do at the end. Exciting. Start with the How to Be a Better Person segment. So, for this one, for those of you that haven't listened before, we just say something that you can do for other people, for your friends, for the environment, for a good cause that you like to donate to, anything like that. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay. Uh,
1: so, I have lately gone sober. And I've been documenting my journey with AA like in its infancy um, on my TikTok. But I think one of the biggest and like most beautiful things I've learned that just kind of like across the board helps you be a better person Mm -hmm. is like really substantial humility um, Mm -hmm. and kind of putting yourself in context. Because I think also with law students, it's easy to get very egocentric because you kind of have to be. Like you are putting all of your time and effort into yourself because that's what it requires. Yeah. Um, So I think like taking a step back and being like, here's my limitations. Here are my weaknesses. Here's like how I fit into a bigger picture
0: Um, Mm -hmm. and just
1: being humble about yourself, like really helps you love yourself and others more. And that sounds so cheesy. But, like, it is so so
0: true. It is
1: so true. And I just, like, it's just life-changing. And it's, like, you have to work on it every day. But just waking up and being, like, I'm not the only person in the world. Yeah. Like, I get on the subway and I'm, like, oh, this person bumped into me. Pissed me off. I'm, like, wait, chill. Like, (laughs) maybe this person is having a bad day. Or, like, maybe they just Mm -hmm. stumbled. Like, you're not the only person in the world. And -hmm. that can be a really freeing thing. Yeah. Um, And it helps you just generally be a better
0: person. So. Yeah. That's my spiel. <laughs> I love it. The next time someone bumps into me, I'm gonna think of that. Think of that. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's, be it's like, really oh. life changing. And then be like, wait, no, 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 it's okay.
1: <laughs> it's just like it's empathy, you know. You're like, yeah. I don't know what your situation is, and you've had a yeah. morning where you're pissed off, and you run into someone on accident. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just like people are messy and complicated, and that's okay. Yeah. And
0: that's okay. That was beautifully <laughs> said. And congrats on sober now. What are you like three or four weeks, five weeks? Um,
1: 38 days today 38
0: days okay yeah yes. look so, at you go
1: yeah it's happening baby um it's been yeah. really incredible
0: yeah, yeah. so it's been that's good. great yeah I've been following your journey with it when you posted that on Instagram and TikTok and I'm like yeah. yes Haley <laughs> you <laughs> I'm go like, I'm either like kernels of wisdom or I'm like fuck this shit I hate it so yeah like my two speeds um, yes. The other day I saw one where you were like, fuck this shit. I hate it. You were like going to go home and try not to be miserable. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's it's both at the same time. Like, this
1: is great, but also yeah. miserable. Um, But it's getting better. So,
0: yeah, definitely. It's takes some time because you have to it's a whole transition, you know?
1: Yeah, it's it's like losing it's a whole it's process, like a breakup. Like a breakup. You're yeah, it is. It's like a big breakup. life change. So,
0: yeah, it is. But you're doing great. We love we're seeing it. it. And I love that you've been documenting it, too, because I feel like a lot of people don't talk about that. Yeah. So it's, it's nice really bad to, in law school. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. Definitely yeah. is. Yeah. So it's good to see that's someone a, That's another episode it. of the podcast. <laughs> it's an episode for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of the alcoholics in law school.
1: Yeah, it's, which is almost everybody. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyways. It? Yeah.
0: Anyway. Okay. My <laughs> Take tip, care of yourselves. <laughs> yes, yeah, Take care of yourselves. My tip is going to be a lesson. little less person-centered i'm going to do an environmental one so um i'm just going to do simply if you have light bulbs in your apartment or home which you probably do change them to led bulbs if you do not have them yet it's better for the planet takes less power so i think also your electric bill will be cheaper then. Mm -hmm. so it's good for your wallet and the planet yeah so i mean that's that's very that's okay that goes
1: exactly with what i was saying though because you are then, like, you're contextualizing yourself, like, hey, I, I need I light, yeah. but I'm also living on this earth, so I might as well be less
0: you're right shitty to it. Yeah, less harmful to the earth. It all you're... back to it. It <laughs> does. Less harmful to people, less harmful yeah. to the earth. You're just thinking about people and things yeah. other than yourself. And you can still see where you're going when you walk in your house. Yes, and you can still see where you're going. You can have LED bulbs. You still see. And they last <laughs> longer, too, so honestly. Yeah, it's wait. like a win-win-win. Okay. Oh, yeah. And
1: I was checking my light bulb.
0: Oh, you're checking. Your, is it
1: led? Yeah. We have the, uh, Phillips hue light bulbs that like, oh, yeah, yeah. like if I'm like, here, I'll just, I'll show you. Yeah. Hey Siri, turn the lights <gasps> red.
0: No. Oh my God. I love it. I need to get those. That's so cool.
1: They're way overpriced. I'm not my creep, you
0: know, they're way overpriced. I'll probably get them anyway. The next time I feel the urge to like impulse buy, I'll buy the light bulbs. That'll there, mean, it's, it's actually
1: really great. I have like me and my boyfriend have settings for like movie time or relax or oh my God, wake that's up. So
0: fun, yeah. I love really that. cool. It's a cool party trick. Yeah, cool party trick. Okay, perfect. And then our last segment, as always, is just a fun thing to do in New York City. So tell us what's one of your favorite places to go. Or one of your favorite activities that can be like a free thing, like a place you like to go walk or something. So all
1: of the things I love to do in New York City, I was talking, to, <laughs> I was talking to my friend today and I was like, I'm doing this. I'm changing. Sorry. I'm also changing the lights back because it, <gasps> it just happened. Oh no. Sorry. I'm trying to change the lights back because it's creepy. Um, yeah. With the little red I, tone to it. <laughs> yeah. It's spooky. Okay. Um, I, so I was talking to a friend today at school and I was like, here's what I'm doing today. I have to like, you sent me the question. I was like, I have to say what I like to do in the city. But I was like, what do I'm like such a, I know people say this, but I really am such a nerd, like yeah. just, really just to the core, an absolute nerd. Um, and I was, like, asking my friend, I was, like, can you tell me what normal people like to do? Especially now that I'm, like, sober. I'm, like, a sober yeah. nerd. Like, what am I going to do? A sober um, nerd. A sober nerd. Oh, that should be my brand.
0: Um, oh, my God. Put it on a t-shirt. Sober <laughs> nerd.
1: That I've been trying to think of a freaking, like, I need, like, a catchphrase or something. Yeah.
0: You know, like,
1: Callie has, like, with ease. Yes. And, like, um, I don't know. Everybody has their own little, little shtick. Uh, yeah. Anyway, sober nerd but she was like, I don't know, eat. I was like, okay, you're useless. So anyway, I'm just going to go with my, I told her what my answers would be. And she, she, she made fun of me. So my, my answers are one, the library. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So no, 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 I'm not, I'm not joking. So the, the near Bryant park, there is um, not Bryant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bryant park. There's the New York public library, the Steven yes. Schwartzman building. That's like oh, the yeah, main yeah, branch. One. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you live in New York, you can get like a card easily and you can go in and it is, it's literally like a museum. Like it's like a hundred foot ceilings with like, I don't know if you've ever been inside. I haven't been Oh, oh, it's so gorgeous. It's literally like, I I don't know. Like we talked about like Harvard and Yale's library. It's that same thing. Um, and it's so gorgeous. And like, even if you just walk in for like five minutes, it's just literally, it's insane. It is so beautiful. Just like if you like architecture and art, like just go. Mm -hmm. Um, and everyone has that same reaction. They're like a library and I'm like, it's, it's beautiful.
0: I believe it. It's like a library at a school. Like it's, they can be magnificent.
1: Yeah. It, it's, I mean, I love all libraries. <laughs> um, I, I studied for the L's out there, um, pretty regularly. Um, but yeah, that's a beautiful place. And they often have like exhibitions and stuff and yeah. it's free, totally free. Yeah. Um, and it's usually not too crowded. So I love, love, love that the history of it's really beautiful, um, mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to think what else. Um, oh, this is another
0: nerdy thing. Not nerdy. It's just like weird. Everyone makes the fun of me. The sober nerd. It has to be your new the fairies.
1: <laughs> the fairies in New York. This isn't really nerdy. I don't know why I said it. Like fairies are nerdy. Oh, yeah. The fairies nerd. in New York. The, so the Staten Island Ferry is free. Mm-hmm. It goes every 30 minutes. Okay. Um, it's closest to my house. I live in lower Manhattan now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's free. And you can go when I was drinking, I would get a tall boy of Modella. This is terrible. I'll get like a tall boy of Modella and go sit out because you can sit on, there's a balcony and yeah. you can sit outside when it's nice and see the statue of Liberty as you go by. And it's oh, free yeah. and it's just a 20 minute ride there. And then you can hop right back on one 20 minutes back. And it's just like a, a free boat ride with views of the city. Like it's, it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and it's free. That's I,
0: I'll have to do it. I'm always looking for free things. So I'll have to yeah. check out the library and um, the ferry.
1: Yeah. And then they have ferries all up and down the, um, actually all over Manhattan that are, yeah, the same you can use the them to ticket. like,
0: yeah, you can use them like to go to like Brooklyn and like Queens and stuff. Yeah.
1: There's also one that goes to Ikea. There's an Ikea ferry.
0: <laughs> no, <clears> I, mean, <throat>
1: I didn't know that. I'll have to take the Ikea. ferry. I one haven't day. done that one and I'm not sure what their hours are like during the winter. Yeah but it's, it's there and it needs to be, yeah. it needs to be explored. So. Okay. Um, bully me in the comments, but yeah, I love museums <laughs> and libraries
0: and fairies And
1: fairies.
0: Fairies is like the funniest one. It's not nerdy, but it's just so unexpected. Yeah. Like you would be like, that's I, my favorite fun thing.
1: <laughs> I take every person who visits me on the ferry because it's free. And if you sit on, you literally see the end of Manhattan as you drive yeah. away. Like,
0: and if it's, like, nice out, like, in the summer, like, that's so nice Same. and refreshing to be, like, on a boat in the water yeah. to and get it's a nice breeze. Free. Yeah. You're, like, hey,
1: friends, look at this cool boat that's free. Hey, look at
0: this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be so my favorite, cool. like, activity this summer when it's hot out. Yeah. I'm just going to go ride the ferry.
1: Or, like, uh, kayaking on the Hudson, like, I think it's Pier 17. You can go kayaking over there? Yeah. In the summer, it's free. You have to, like, sign up in advance. It's a little bit hard no. to get a spot, but, like, it's okay it's possible. I think it's here okay. 17.
0: hmm I could okay. be wrong.
1: But, uh, but yeah. things just I do, need like, to look like, into. It's, like, free kayaking. Yeah. Google that on the west okay. side.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. I've got to look into that. Okay. My fun tip for today. I'm running out because I give one, like, every week. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you guys a new food place I tried. Um oh, yeah. that my friend always tells me about it's Hip City veg. it's completely vegan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um and I think it's a chain, right? I think uh, is it? I th- I, feel like
1: I don't think it's a chain but I think they have a couple locations. A couple
0: locations. Okay, so there's yeah. a couple locations but um like I go to Cardozo and there's one like a block away from us. So I've been oh, meaning really to good? try it. Yeah, it's I think it was new this fall they put that location in. Um and I tried it today for the first time. Sweet potato fries. So good. So oh, wait, it, might be, it might be a chain. You might be right. Okay. Oh, it is. It is a chain. I
1: was thinking of a different one. I um, oh, okay. had one in DC. I've been, it's great. Oh, I was okay, yeah. It sounded so familiar, but yeah, it's yeah. great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's my tip for you guys. Check out yeah. hip city Veg. It's vegan. So it's good for the animals and it's, it's it tastes good. It tastes really good. It's
1: damn good. Um, yeah. okay. Here's one last one.
0: Oh, okay. She's got another one.
1: I'm like a coffee freak. Sorry. You're like, please go. Um,
0: no, uh, you're fine. I don't want to start studying. This is fine.
1: (laughs) Um, I know I have like 200 pages of case. Anyway.
0: Um,
1: Oh my God. (laughs) I'm trying to think. Oh yeah. Coffee places. There's first of all, like by NYU, um, Stumptown coffee is one of the better ones. Um, and then there's a place that I love in my neighborhood, actually. It's called Suited. I'm going to, like, Suited. everyone's going to be, like, stalking me. and just kidding. No
0: one's gonna yeah, they're going to be like, where does she live? Like, piecing together all the things no. you like to do. Make I a map should... with, like, the little different lines.
1: They, like, triangulate my location. Yes,
0: yes. They're going to be like, okay, the ferry's close to her. This is close to her. This one is. And they're going to find But you. the library's
1: on 41st Street. I don't know. Yeah. It
0: um, it's going to throw called... them off a bit.
1: <laughs> it's called Suited suited okay it is I make very good coffee at home and that is the one place that I like better no not better I like okay. the same as my own coffee and they oh, have you like
0: your own coffee as much okay
1: oh yeah you make good um, coffee I make the best ice lattes okay um uh see I'm getting way too comfortable now I'm just gonna talk forever but they also <laughs> have they have the best sandwiches um oh my god okay yeah I will eat meat when I go there because they're they have like a homemade a chicken fried chicken sandwich on brioche.
0: Oh, that mm, the brioche with like a slightly
1: spicy aioli and pickles.
0: That's hard to turn down. It's like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Yeah. But like
1: so much better, but yeah, it's It's the same. Like Chick-fil-A scratches the same.
0: Yeah. Scratch is the same. itch. like I was saying, Oh, actually we were talking about that. That was before we started recording. I said, if I want a hot dog, I eat it because otherwise the itch won't go away. But otherwise, I, said, like, <laughs> I don't eat meat.
1: <laughs> and I said I ate a hot dog once and I got sick. At a yeah. I didn't get sick. I just felt like shit.
0: Yeah. It's fine. It happens.
1: Do you want to end up? No, oh, I was going to get my cats, but they're, ugh, that's too much oh, work. That's okay. And they probably yell and break everyone's ear.
0: They probably yell and break everyone's ears. That's okay. Yeah. All they do is the, yell. Yeah. If they watch the recording, they'll see your one cat that was in the background before. Oh, yeah. He made so it. We, okay. we did. We got a cat shot. Okay. okay. Cool. Beautiful. Okay. Um, so we will end it with, tell everybody where they can follow you.
1: Uh, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram uh, at Haley, H A L E Y Marie M A R I E six, 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 like the devil. Um, and I have also, I, I think it's, it's linked in both of those. I'm starting a YouTube mm-hmm. because my manager tells my manager. Well,
0: sounds so oh, infectious. did you get a social media manager? We're
1: still like in the beginning phases of our relationship. We're still okay. like planning, like seeing if okay. like what our plans are. But like, I'm mm-hmm. starting, I need to start a YouTube because that's where you actually get money from. Yeah. So, yep, yeah, okay. but okay. Haley Marie 666, mm-hmm. follow me on TikTok and I'm annoying and nerdy. And
0: weird. I'm annoying and nerdy. She's entertaining. I follow her TikTok. Haley is entertaining. I can vouch for it.
1: <laughs> but yeah this was uh this was really fun thank you for having me yeah. on and uh yeah this is the first podcast I've ever, like talked on so
0: oh my god really okay people be nice to her then give her lots of compliments write her good reviews it's Haley's <laughs> first podcast you can
1: roast me it's okay I'm used to
0: it you could roast her but you could also be nice so follow her <laughs> instagram her tiktok and her youtube because she's starting it and she deserves yes. money. She makes good content. And then <laughs> you can money. follow us on Begley um, Couture Podcast on Instagram and TikTok, though I have not posted many TikToks yet because I've been busy. Um, and then you guys can follow me personally if you want. It's erin.lindsay13 on Instagram and TikTok. I also made a YouTube, but haven't really posted anything yet. But so you guys can follow that if you want. There's not much there. It's and then there. <laughs> it's there if you want to follow it. And then um, the podcast also has a YouTube. So if you want to watch this interview and see Haley's cat in the background, that will be on YouTube. Yes, it will be. I'm on YouTube. Yes. Okay, people. So that is it for today. Have a lovely week. Have a lovely night, day, whenever you're listening. Bye, everyone.